All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Hey, welcome once again to Invest Wisely. The expert is Walt Secura, who's managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at the Fairlawn West office of the R.W. Baird Company, 3560 West Market Street here in Fairlawn. Walt's been in the investment business more than 30 years. He's even taught it at Case Western Reserve and Kent State University, a true expert in the world of financing. And Akron Wealth Advisors, with his team, specialize in investing their clients' money in individually picked portfolios of individually owned stocks, not mutual funds or, or any other kind of instrument like that. These are actual stocks that are owned by the person in a portfolio that they pick at Akron Wealth Advisors to meet those those goals of that particular individual, whether they're planning for retirement, uh, saving for a special project like a house, or, or just uh, trying to uh, do the best with the money that they have on hand to make sure that it's going to take care of them in the years to come. So if you have any questions about the market, about Akron Wealth Advisors and how they uh, treat their clients. You can call anytime this half hour at 330-673-1234 here in Akron. That's out of Akron, toll-free at 800-669-4100, including on WNIR.com. Well, Walt, uh, some people are calling this market the Teflon market uh, because uh, no matter what seems to be happening in the uh, outside world, it kind of sloughs off in the market and they keep going on their, chugging along on their own little path. Uh, what happened last week in the market? Yes, for sure, Bob. I mean, it's it's been an interesting uh, market. I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a roller coaster this year. You know, we got Cedar Point opening up here in a couple weeks in our in our area, and um, you know they're famous for the roller coasters, and we definitely had a, a big drop, and you know came back up pretty pretty quickly. Um, so you know, if we look at last week, uh, the Dow Jones finished at twenty seven thousand one hundred ten ninety eight. Uh, year to date, we're still off about five percent on the Dow Jones Industrial Average Index, um, and then we look at the Nasdaq. The Nasdaq closed at nine thousand eight fourteen oh eight. Again, up about nine point four percent year to date. So those Nasdaq stocks uh, are actually showing some pretty good growth this year. And then the S and P five hundred uh, closed at three thousand one ninety three ninety three. Again, about off one point one percent, but. You know, when you think about those lows back in March, I mean, it's it's been a, a pretty rapid recovery. Uh, we've heard some good news last week from a lot of companies, especially companies we were concerned about, like American Airlines, Lyft, Boeing, you know, all starting to say things that they see some recovery. And obviously the jobs report that we got on Friday surely supported that. Um, and, and then again, just taking a quick look at the fixed income market because rates are low, and that's that's going to help. I think with some of the economic recovery and growth, uh, interest rates is measured by the U.S. Treasury. If you look at the tier year rate, we're at 0.21%, the five-year at 
Uh, the 10-year, 0.90%, and the 30-year, and 1.68%. So, again, pretty historic lows in rates, and we don't expect them to come up real quick. And, and again, Bob, that should provide some uh, some opportunities with low interest rates out there for, for people that need to borrow money and, you know, restore things and get things going and, and you know, get ready for this next uh, economic cycle as, as the market starts to open, the economy starts to open, and, and things continue to improve. Now, you mentioned the jobs report last week. Uh, again, while the unemployment is still uh, very, very high, double digits, uh, the economy started to re-add some of the jobs they shed in the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, about 2.5 million jobs. Uh, most of the experts were saying we're going to continue to lose jobs, and they were talking about unemployment levels that could have exceeded uh, 20%, again, because of the COVID-19 shutdown. So, uh, is, you know, what, what happened to these forecasters? Were they, uh, you know, this out-off base? or were they genuinely voicing their concerns and, and something happened that uh, uh, turned it around? Yeah, but, you know, make a good point. I mean, the experts were definitely wrong. There was a lot of predictions for uh, May to be the worst and, you know, for unemployment rate maybe to get up to like 22%, uh, you know, maybe another, you know, 7 or 8 million job losses on Friday. And like you said, we saw it, you know, over a 2 million, 2.5 million uh, addition, you know, into jobs, and and that unemployment rate now dropped to thirteen point three percent. It's still pretty high, you know. I mean, again, when we go back to the early part of the year, we had record low uh, as, as far as you know unemployment rates. I mean, historically, we're here at a very, very great rate, and then you know, within a few months, I mean, if I would have told somebody back in January, February, we'd be at thirteen point three percent, you know, unemployment today. I think they'd be pretty disappointed and thought that would be a pretty pretty drastic downturn. But the market sees this as a positive. You know, when you get these predictions out there and people are expecting the worst of the worst and you get something a little bit better and it surprises, it can actually be a positive uh, in the short run. Uh, again, a lot of tough data to get through still. It's still going to be a very difficult year. Um, I think the market might be getting a little bit ahead of itself here. And, again, we're going to have to continue to do the work and monitor you know, all the data points out there, Bob, uh, we just can't get caught up on one report. Now, statistics like like the jobs report are, are important to the market. Uh, again, people jobs have money to spend. Money to spend means the economy is going to continue to move forward. Uh, but uh, to go up 800 points just on that one report, uh, is that, again, is, is that being a little too optimistic or is it considering all the bad news we've had this uh, so far this year? Or is that typical of a, of a market swing? Yeah, I think it shows the pent-up demand. Um, you know, everybody's looking for data points that are going to support this recovery. There's a lot of cash on the sidelines that wants to get back in the market. There's a lot of big hedge fund managers and institutional managers that were expecting another big downturn. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a panic situation sometimes, Bob. You know, you start to get these numbers, and as they start to build and they look better and better, if you're on the wrong side of the equation, you got to start getting some money in. So I think we're going to see some surges like that off of simple reports. I mean, that report alone uh, probably doesn't warrant that type of jump by itself, but, I mean, the market tells us what it wants. I mean, we're, it doesn't matter what we think. I mean, at the end of the day, the market's going to show us who's right and wrong, and uh, that's, that's the beauty of the market system. You know, you have to, to kind of look at the data and then see what actually happens because that's what's important. 
Talking to Walt Sakara, he is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors here on WNR's Advice Line. And again, as always, we have our section of Stock Talk that you can call up and ask Walt questions about any specific stocks that you're interested in. Maybe you're considering, like uh, like Walt says, meeting many investors to leap back into the market to buy a particular company. Or maybe you have these stocks, like to know, is this the good time to, to sell? Or any other questions like that, you can call us once again at 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron, toll-free 800. 669-4100. Get some good advice. Lines are open. So we encourage you to call now on this Sunday morning to get some uh, some uh, solid uh, financial advice for the week to come. Uh, of course, like you mentioned, Walter, a lot, a lot of results came in last week from, from other companies and the company reports. Uh, uh, as the market continues to move like this, and uh, are there any particular stocks or any particular industries that you see leading at this time or any other industries or stocks that are falling behind? Yeah, Bob, we continue to monitor that. You know, it's a really important data point that you're talking about that we look at. It's kind of relative strength, you know, where the money is flowing. Uh, so for a day like Friday, we take a step back and, you know, we look at where where's that money going, you know, how fast are things going up. And, you know, last week you saw American Airlines go up 77% in a week. Uh, their stock price. Now keep in mind that the stock's very depressed. It's at $18 a share. And, um, you know, still for the year, you're off 38% if you owned it from the beginning of the year. But if you bought the stock at the beginning of last week, you would have made 77% return in a week. Um, we see a lot of stocks like that. Airlines, um, yeah, Norwegian Cruise Line showed back up here. Boeing, we mentioned. Some of the retailers like Nordstrom, um, Kohl's, you know. So, so really what we saw last week is these really depressed stocks that are significantly off year-to-date. Uh, there's some hope of recovery for them and that things may not be catastrophic. And, you know, then you see a lot of money flowing back into those types of stocks. Uh, some of the stocks for us that, you know, had performed in the early part of the year are starting to slow down a little bit, which you'd expect. You know, they held up in a really difficult market. Uh, so you think, you take a look at things like Microsoft for the week, it was only up 2%. Apple was up 4%. Amazon was up only 1.5%. And, again, when the market's up, you look at the Dow Jones last week, up 6.8%, you can see the shift. You know, you can see that some of the leaders are starting to slow down and some of the laggard, some of the really beaten up stocks are starting to come back really, really aggressively. Now, as we talked about, we have uh, the portfolios of stocks that you invest your clients in and where a lot of the action is, it is in that small mid-cap portfolio. One of the stocks that you have there is DocuSign. And I would like to find out what you think about DocuSign as a stock. Are you going to continue to hold on to it? And uh, where do you think it's going? Yeah, we like DocuSign, Bob. We we like the small mid-cap portfolio. We we think that, you know, for me as a stock picker, I see a lot more opportunities in those small mid-cap stocks right now. Like I said, some of our larger stocks have, you know, performed well this year and, you know, are maybe priced a little bit more fair uh, based on where their stock prices are. But DocuSign is the... The company that I don't know if you ever signed anything online, but you know we we do a lot um, of documents now through emails, and we send them to people. And this is the service that kind of secures those documents up and allows people to virtually sign uh, documents. Used a lot in real estate. We use it a lot in financial services. Um, this has been our best performing stock for the year, Bob, in that small mid cap portfolio. It's up up almost eighty eight percent year to date. Um, it's had really strong performance. You look at the last quarter, you know, really strong numbers with 39% revenue go- growth and 71% profit growth. And again, as we come out of this COVID-19 world, we think that, you know, virtual signing of documents is probably something that will continue. There was trends to see it, you know, really growing. And 
again, I think it's one that probably comes out of this very, very strong. So it's a stock we like as we look forward over the next 12 to 18 months. And of course, so with the uh, people avoiding other people because of the uh, pandemic deal that allows people to work from home and, and do other things remotely, a couple of other stocks you were watching also uh, seem to uh, be able to perch to, 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 to take advantage of that. Uh, tell us about those two stocks. Yeah, so Zoom um, Technologies, so Zoom Video Communications, so which we talked about. Again, this is a lot of that um, ability to connect people through video, voice, chat. You know, at, at, you know, through secure connections, allowing groups of people to meet and talk, and uh, be able to see some you know visuals of each other as they communicate. Uh, the stock has done really, really well. I mean, it's again, it's had an amazing year. Um, stock price is up over two hundred percent year to date. Uh, and they have profitability. I mean, I think this, the key about this stock is they have revenue growth, but they also have earnings. And uh, uh, we compared that to Slack Technologies last week. That you know, Slack uh, came out, and I mean, they they reported some results. Uh, the stock's up forty four percent. Again, they're the, they're a little bit different. They they do the uh, email replacement platform, like the enterprise software that allows people to share and maybe not use emails as, as significantly. Um, and the difference is, you know, they have really strong revenue growth, but they don't really have that profitability yet. Um, they still need to turn those earnings on and show earnings growth. So even though there's tremendous growth in revenue, they don't really have that profitability. So there is a difference between the two companies that we visually see. And, you know, we like companies that are financially powerful, just not on the revenue line, but also in that earnings line as well. Talking to Walt Sakara of Akron Wealth Advisors, once again on Stock Talk, if you have questions about the stock market, individual stocks, call us at 330-673-1234, and you too can talk to the expert. We talked about the, uh, the, the, uh, the stock and also the industry uh, company Twitter, last week, which is uh, uh, going under a certain amount of criticism by the administration and threats to uh, change some of the regulations that are governing those agencies and those types of, uh, of uh, firms. Uh, now, as a stock, are you continuing to hold uh, Twitter, and do you see any of this having an impact on the future of this company as a stockholder? Yeah, but we, we continue to own it. Uh, we own it in our Empowering Women portfolio, uh, as we mentioned. It's a uh, a stock that did well last week. I mean, even after the president, you know, kind of got vocal and talked about and, and you know, taking away those uh, protections uh, that they have. Um, the stock was up 12.59% uh, for the week. Um, again, it, we, we start to see some recovery potential for Twitter. Uh, they showed a really good month. I mean, they had um, 677,000 people around the world download the app. Uh, they have 40 million active users now. And they, they have some metric improvement that they can do. You know, when you look at their uh, advertising revenue um, and, and the revenue that they drive, uh, you look at Facebook. I mean, Facebook has uh, revenue per user of about $30 a share, twenty nine seventy five. Twitter's only around 20 So I think, you know, Twitter can definitely improve that metric. And um, you also have to keep in mind, Twitter, a lot of their advertising was coming from sporting and concert events. Um, so with a lot of that sidelined, it would you know you'd expect Twitter to show a little bit weaker results uh, for the year. But again, it's a platform that's uh, very prevalent. We see a lot of growth, and you know people want to communicate. And I think the, the trust in the news and the media is continuing to decline. So I think people look to these platforms for more information and ways to communicate ideas.
And again, we're talking to Walt Secure of Akron Wealth Advisors. As we say, his clients have individual stocks that they own in the portfolios that they put together for them. And as we also have talked about over the over the weeks, that they have the three main portfolios, the core equity, small and mid-cap portfolio, that's two of them, and then, of course, the empowering women portfolio. These are the general categories in which they invest individual stocks and put those done for their clients. As you look at those here, we reached the midpoint of the year, really, almost here in June, early June. How are those portfolios doing, each each one uh, on its own? I mean, which, which one is exceeding your, your expectations? Which one is maybe a bit uh, disappointing? How do you look at these portfolios right now? Yeah, but we've been really, really pleased uh, with our small mid-cap portfolio and, and actually our empowering women portfolio. We've been really, really pleased with both of those portfolios. Now, in these portfolios, I'm assuming you do mostly uh, domestic stocks, uh, but you would also do some other uh, you know, stocks that aren't uh, domestic. What are some of the international stocks that you have been holding that are doing well? Yeah, but we, we really look um, a lot more at multinationals. So, again, uh, you know, most of our companies, as you mentioned, are domestically based, and they have international operations, and we think that's a safer way a lot of times uh, to invest in other markets. You know, one that we had mentioned in our core equity portfolio is Alibaba. Um, that's the Chinese internet firm. Um, and, and again, you know, under a little bit of, you know, concern from some investors about the backlash to China, and we talked about the listing of those stocks. But, you know, as we looked at the metrics last quarter, you know, they they look good. And, and again, we think China might be a little bit ahead of us um, as far as the you know, their progression through the COVID-19 and the reopening of their economy. So um, Alibaba is definitely one that we we, uh, we like on that international realm. And any other stocks that are out there that have been, uh, again, uh, contrary to uh, what other folks have been saying, uh, that you've been more contrarian with, that you've had success with? Yeah, I mean, I think this is where we, we have to shift a little bit, Bob. You know, and I think if I look at the stocks that I think offer the most potential, it is those stocks that have really underperformed. You know, companies like J.P. Morgan, um, the banking stock, uh, you know, Walt Disney Company, which obviously, you know, took a, took a big hit with their uh, parks and cruise lines and so forth, um, AT&T. I mean, those are the kinds of stocks that I have a little bit more confidence in as far as potential for the short run, for for the balance of the year. Again, a lot of these companies that we own, you know, have great potential if we look out three to five years. So we kind of balance that short-term expectation with the long-term expectation. We are long-term investors, but again, we want to optimize and, you know, try to perform and give our clients the best results uh, as we go through each step of the process. We've been going through a series with Walt Sakara called Secrets to Success. These are, are things that Walt's noticed over the uh, 30 decades he's been doing this, uh, working with the people who are, in their own right have been successful enough to, to uh, accrue in the, uh, monies and financial uh, status to be able to invest in stocks. Uh, we gave us a, been talking about these secrets to success. Let's, let's continue that discussion and, and uh, let's, let's find out what other, other tips you might have to share that you've noticed in other, other people. Sure, Bob. This is—it's been fun doing this with you. Um, again, you know, as I said, one of the favorite parts of my job is the people we get to work for and serve. You know, we learn a lot uh, from the great clients and families and the successful people that we work with and you know work for. And uh, you know, as I mentioned, I'll, I'll just kind of outline what we talked about so far. You know, we number one was you know how you think is everything. Uh, number two was decide upon your true dreams and goals and make sure you commit them, write them down, um, you know, make sure that they're that you express them to yourself so you can hold yourself accountable. Uh, number three was take action, uh, making sure that, you know, you, you have actionable plans that, you know, you just don't get caught up in great ideas that never get put into place. 
Uh, we talked about number four, never stop learning. You know, I, I always say the more I learn, the, the less I realize how much I know. And you, you got to continue to have a quest for knowledge out there. Uh, number five, be persistent and work hard. Uh, number six was learn uh, to analyze details. And then the last couple that I'm going to give you, um, you know, number seven is focus your time and money. Uh, we think that people get distracted a lot of times. And, you know, we even see it investing, Bob. You know, people don't have the right focus. Um, everybody gets spread out and, you know, starts to listen to too many people. I think you got to figure out who your true advisors are, what your best ideas are, and, and commit and, and not be afraid to be focused. Uh, number eight, don't be afraid to innovate, to be different. Uh, it's it's too easy to follow the herd, and I think when you follow the herd, it leads to mediocrity. You know, there's there's a thing called groupthink. I I often said this in early in my career. I sat in a meeting with a lot of really really intelligent people. There are a lot of them in the room, uh, and when you put a lot of intelligent people in the room, a lot of times what you get is a very mediocre result because everybody's trying to find a middle ground and appease each other. And you know, so again, innovation and, and differentiation, I think, are keys to success. Uh, number nine, you know, deal and communicate with people effectively. I think communication is a skill we talk about, and some people are good at it. I think the biggest part of communication that people don't have is the ability to listen. Um, you know, we never teach listening skills, um, but I learn a lot from listening. You know, I know on this show I probably sound like I'm a guy that talks a lot, but I really don't like to hear myself talk. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I like to do a lot more listening in life. And I think the last one, number 10, be honest. Uh, dependable, take responsibility. I think we live in a world where a lot of people skirt responsibility and they point fingers and they don't want to be held accountable. Uh, I think truly successful people are accountable and they're not afraid to make mistakes. They're not afraid to, you know, admit when they make mistakes and they continue to try to do better. And I, I know that's one thing I always want to do is get better. Uh, I know I got a long way to go and I keep working at it every year. Again, Walt Sequeira would like to listen to you if you'd like to talk to him about how he would invest your money in the portfolios of individual stocks we've talked about. You can call him at the office at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. Local number is 234-466-7476. It is a local Akron number, 234-466-7476. He has plenty of ability and, and a desire just to talk with you. That may be the first thing you'd like to do, just talk with him about your situation, uh, what you are expecting, what you might like him to do, and he can let you know whether or not he can do those things for you. 234-466-7476 for Akron Wealth Advisors. As we said, they are affiliated with the R.W. Baird Company, investment firm that offers many other services other than just stocks and stock investing. They also do estate planning and tax reviews and social security analysis, uh, transaction tax analyses, uh, uh, IRA and stretch IRA illustrations. They can uh, look at, uh, again, the estate plans, the, the other, other options you might have for, for stocks. And uh, again, it's one of those very, and it's all important when you talk about a financial picture, not just your investments, but what's going to happen to them. What do you have in mind for them? Where are you going to put them? And that all becomes part of what people call estate uh, planning. What are some of the uh, key p- key points in estate planning that uh, you think people should definitely have? Yeah, Bob, it's a, it's a place that people need to take some time and make sure you have a really good advisor. Uh, we're aligned with a lot of really good estate planning advisors. Uh, we talk about documents. You know, I think the first thing we just advise people and ask questions that they have the proper documents in place. Uh, so from the health care perspective, you know, the power of attorney for health care 
uh, somebody that can help make those decisions if something happens. You know, the life's very unpredictable, and if you get sick or for some reason can't make decisions for yourself for a period of time, you want to have somebody there that you can trust. I think the living will is something that, you know, obviously it's a part of an estate plan right at the beginning and uh, those attitudes on extending life and, and care um, in, in dire situations. And you got to make sure that's communicated back to your power of attorney for health care. On the financial side, you also need a you know, power of attorney for your financial affairs. Uh, it might be the same person as your health care, but it may not. Um, it might be somebody that's a little bit more astute with, with finances. Um, uh, wills are important, obviously, and, and one of the really overlooked um, things is beneficiary designations. Um, a lot of people don't review their beneficiary designations. They don't understand the impacts of those designations, uh, you know, when they basically, uh, you know, put them in place. And as they, they might have a great estate plan, but if you don't have your beneficiary set up the right way, it can really destroy an estate plan. So it's things that need to be reviewed, talked about, and ultimately you need to have the right professional draft those documents up. We don't do the drafting here. We obviously can, you know, talk and communicate. We've, we've seen, again, a lot of people do it the right way, and uh, we can guide you to the people that can help you get those things in place. What about trusts? Uh, you know, in the 80s, trusts were a big deal because they avoided certain kinds of taxes and had, had privacy benefits. What about a trust document today versus a simple estate plan with a will? Yeah, trusts were really, really prevalent. I worked for a trust department back in the day, Bob. I was probably, you know, 20 some years ago. I worked for a trust department and, you know, trusts were used quite differently. Uh, we have a really, you know, the uh, exemption, uh, the estate uh, tax exclusion uh, now is over 11580000 per individual or $23 million if you if you're a married couple. So, again, when you look at the impacts of estate tax exclusion, uh, because of those high exemption levels, um, you know, you, you don't have as many people needing trust for that. But again, if you have minor children, if you have special needs kids, uh, if there's special situations with your family, everybody's unique and different, and trusts still su- are sometimes very, very important. Again, that's where a, a trusted advisor and, you know, getting to the right person that can help you see whether you need that document or not or, is really, really important. And I've heard a lot of people say, oh, we can talk about estate planning. They say, well, I'll do that, you know, when I retire. That's for old people. When I'm 65 or 70, I'll think about an estate plan. And really, you should have an estate plan in place uh, much earlier in life, especially if you do have a family, if uh, this uh, pandemic has taught us anything. It's that anything can happen at any point. And, uh, you know, somebody passing away in, in their middle earning years, and if they don't have an estate plan, it could be much uh, more difficult for the uh, survivors than uh, if they had an estate plan in place from the very beginning. Absolutely. Yeah, again, Bob, that goes back to that secret of success, you know, basically make sure your your uh, plan is in writing and, you know, you've communicated it. Um, it's important for your family. It's it's important for you and your peace of mind. And uh, as soon as you start to, you know, gain property and then a little bit of wealth, I mean, and you have a little bit of money to, you know, meet with a, a somebody that can advise you and put a good plan in place, then it's worth doing that. Once again, Walt Sakara, the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors here in Akron. Another interesting week, as they say, is a, is going to dawn. What uh, what do you think might happen in this next week of June? Well, Bob, we got a couple interesting things we'll pay attention to. We got um, RV sales, which we heard that RVs. Um, well, we'll see we see some results from a couple companies, the Rev Group and Thor Industries, and we hear that they they've been on fire, and it'll be interesting to look at that data. 
Uh, one company that we follow, Brown Foreman, I mentioned, which is uh, they run the Jack Daniels brand as, as well as a lot of other uh, alcoholic brands. Um, they report on Tuesday, and again, we'll see the trends uh, there with, with alcohol sales. Uh, we also have Chewy.com, the on-time re- online retailer of uh, pet food and supplies. Uh, uh, they report uh, Adobe uh, reports, uh, the specialty software company. They do a lot of the creative software. They report on Thursday. And Lululemon, the uh, high-end athletical uh, apparel. Uh, anybody that does yoga, you know, probably uh, knows uh, Lululemon. Uh, they're kind of like the, you know, the luxury brand of, of yoga pants out there. It's interesting. So we got a lot coming up this week. And again, if you'd like to be a part of what's happening in the stock market, maybe you're actually saying to yourself right now, you know, I think I see some opportunity, but I need some guidance. I'd like some expert help. Why don't you give Walt Secure and his team a call? Akron Wealth Advisors, 3560 West Market Street here in Fairlawn, part of the R.W. Baird Company. That local number, 234-466-7476 or toll free, 844-388-388. 4953, but again, locally, 234-466-7476 for Walt Secura and Akron Wealth Advisors. Tell him you heard him on WNIR. Kent Akron. Walt, as always, good talking with you. We'll speak with you next week. Have a great week, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. American Airlines Group, Inc., symbol AAL. Adobe Systems, Inc., symbol ADBE. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. AT&T Inc., symbol T. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA. The Boeing Company, symbol BA. Brown Foreman Corporation, symbol BFB. Chewy Inc., symbol CHWI. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. DocuSign Inc., symbol DOCU. Facebook Inc., symbol FB. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. Nordstrom Inc., symbol JWN. Kohl's Corporation, symbol KSS. Lululemon Athletica Inc., symbol LULU. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Norwegian Cruise Lines Holding Limited, symbol NCLH. The Rev Group Inc., symbol REVG. Slack Technologies, Inc., symbol W-O-R-K. Thor Industries, symbol T-H-O. Twitter, Inc., symbol T-W-T-R. And Zoom Video Communications, Inc., symbol Z-M. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of securities for Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its or affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA, the Rev Group Inc., symbol REVG, J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, symbol JPM, and AT&T Inc., symbol T, in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates beneficially own 1% or more of any class of the common equity securities of Rev Group Inc., symbol REVG. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received 
compensation by J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, symbol JPM, for non-investment banking securities-related services in the past 12 months.